the Defenders podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. I'm Mel. I am Matt. And I'm Robin. Hooray! And we are back for episode four of Daredevil season two. And we thought, why not have one special guest this week when we can have two special guests? What? Two times two equals four and we're on... Season two, episode four or something? I don't know. So we have two special guests this week. It's Angela. Say hi, Angela. Hi, Angela. And it's Heath. Yay. Say hi, hi. Heath. <laughs> what a beautiful singing voice you have, Heath. Hmm. Maybe we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> oh, how are you guys doing? We're good. We are well. I'm sorry that my phone auto-corrected 11 to 10, so you were ready to record an hour ago. I blame my new phone. It hasn't quite got the handle of auto-corrected. I began to get kind of nervous when I was like, well, it's time to record, and Robin is posting things from the gym. (laughs) I was thinking, wow, these guys are really keen to record. I was like, this is great. (laughs) Like an hour before. Um, so I should ask you guys, uh, obviously Daredevil Season 2, are you guys watching episode by episode, or no. have you binge watched? We finished. Oh. Well, we're, I mean, you know, if Angela's on Twitter and we're on Tumblr and we were just so afraid of the spoilers yeah. that we decided to get ahead of it. Oh, particularly I on- unfollowed so many things on Tumblr when they were coming out with GIFs after I had watched the first episode on the first day. So I was like, you know what? Nope. I'm, we're just going to watch this thing. <laughs> I mean, when they reveal that it's all just a dream that nine-year-old Matt had after he got hit by a car. Wow. Keith. Oh, darn. Was it episode Called 12 it. or 13? I can't remember where they reveal it's all in a, in a snow globe. <laughs> like St. <Saint> Elsewhere. <laughs> no, it's all just an imagining of Ghost Kilgrave. <laughs> yes. He's floating around. Oh, I'd love Kilgrave to turn up and be like, woo. I'm a purple ghost. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, well, cool. So I should say this week I have tons of news. For some reason, there's just loads of stuff going on. Um, so I'll go through it as quick as I can. Uh, I've sort of written scribbled notes here of news as the week's gone on. So the first one was that John Bernthal, a.k.a. Mr. Punisher, um, spoke recently about his favourite scene filming the show and I will say, it isn't a scene that's in this episode or that we've seen already. So don't worry, even after the events of this episode, he's not going anywhere, guys. Slight spoiler. <laughs> Winks at Heath and Angela. I think they might know what scene it was that was a lot of fun to shoot later in the series, maybe. It oh, feels like it feels there. like there's going to be a short Punisher arc, then a short Elektra arc, and then they're going to come together at the end. <laughs> they're going to join, join uh, forces like uh, Captain Planet. Well, like station, sorry, I should say. Station! station. Well, it just, he on. likes being in traction. So, you know, all the <laughs> scenes when he was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, in more news, I'm hoping I'm saying her name right. Alfra, uh, Alfra, oh, I can't say her name. Alfra Woodard. Um, <laughs> Alfre Woodard. Alfre Woodard. Al- Alfre Woodard, <laughs> sorry, um, has joined the cast it. of Civil War. Um, uh, but there was a lot of people very excited about this because she will be playing Mariah Dillard in uh, the Luke Cage series. So a lot of people were excited thinking, oh my God, there's going to be crossover between Luke Cage <laughs> and Civil War. Um, they have confirmed, however, that it's not crossover. She is playing an unrelated character because she got the role beforehand yeah. uh, for Civil War. But it's quite interesting, <laughs> you know, seeing what role she'll be playing. 
playing in in that and then seeing her in Luke Cage later this year. Um, uh, in more sort of Marvel movie stuff, Kevin Feige has said that uh, there will definitely be some other Avenger characters appearing in the Spider-Man um, solo film uh, in a, I think, in a couple of years' time. So we can kind of guess who that might be. But I have been told, in terms of Civil War, that Spider-Man and Ant-Man completely steal the movie from like the early previews. So that might be quite cool, Spider-Man and Ant-Man. Why is it called Captain America? I don't get it. <laughs> um, Call it Avengers. <laughs> I know, it's like <laughs> Avengers 2.5. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Um, in other news, Finn Jones, who will be playing Iron Fist, uh, has revealed that he has been, um, he's currently in preparation for the role. He's been studying Kung Fu. See, I thought this might interest you, Matt. I wrote down the actual martial arts because I was like, well, Matt, Matt might know what they are. Uh, Kung Fu, Wushu, Tai Chi. He's also studying meditation and Buddhism for the role, which is pretty cool. Buddhism uh, isn't a martial art. <laughs> maybe if you do it correctly, I don't know. <laughs> Go to your face and... Yeah. Um, in comparison, uh, comicbookmovies.com oh, said... Well, <laughs> I figured it out. He's going to use his prayer beads and whip them at people. <laughs> <laughs> like I have achieved total detachment of your face. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Nirvana, bitch. <laughs> He's put them all over the ground like marbles. Oh my God, trip yes. on them. Ah, like Home Alone. Macaulay Culkin. Oh, Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> uh, in comparison, the website said that for the role of Daredevil, Charlie Cox studied boxing, Carly, and Wing Chun. So there will be... Uh, and a very Catholicism. different and Catholicism. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely is a yeah. We'll get into Catholicism later in this episode, um, but there will be a very different fighting style between the two. So that's pretty cool. Um, there will be a new Doctor Strange trailer, or the first Doctor Strange trailer on Tuesday, oh. which is very exciting. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, they were filmed in London um, recently. Uh, also, Benedict Cumberbatch has revealed that if he were in the movie, Doctor Strange would be on Team Cap. So I cheered at that. Um, It's been announced that there's going to be a live-action Cloak and Dagger TV uh, series on Freeform. I had no idea what Freeform was. It used to be ABC. ABC Family? Family, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'd never heard of it. I was like, what? But that's really cool because Cloak and Dagger were characters that a lot of people had hoped would show up in Daredevil in the Netflix series. I really like Cloak and Dagger. Um, and they already have a link to Daredevil because Father Lantern is a character from the Cloak and Dagger comics. Um, so that should be cool. And then in the last bit of news, which is quite random, I found out yesterday that Finn Jones, who is playing Iron Fist, his real name is Terry Jones, which makes me happy because he's like named after my favourite of, of the Pythons from Monster Python the Flying Circus. So that, that made me really happy. I just thought that I'd something it. completely different. <laughs> and now for something even completely different from that, Heath. Uh, so before we get into this episode of Daredevil, maybe we should set the scene for what we're about to watch with uh, by playing the, the theme music. You what do you think, the, guys? What you theme music? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was sent a sneaky little file uh, uh, today by a certain Heath and Angela. Do you, do you guys want to explain this? 
Or should sure. I remember avoiding grading? So, yeah, we had a lot of papers to grade and we didn't want to. No, um, so, you know, like, whenever a TV show is coming on and we're sitting on the couch, then we tend to sing along with the theme song. And we don't know anyone who does that. Change the lyrics and make funny lyrics. And so if there aren't lyrics, then we will provide them. And so we just decided that the Daredevil theme song was in dire need of some lyrics. And so I pulled out the old keyboard and we decided to um, make a thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. It's an amazing thing. Um, so, yeah, this can be our little intro for talking about the episode. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to hand over to Robin. All right, here it is. Somewhere in Hill's kitchen, there's a lawyer named Matt Murdock. And he works with his friend Foggy and a woman who's named Karen. Matt, a lover called Nelson and Murdock, where they help people find justice. But Matt's got a secret at night, he becomes a vigilante. Even though he's blind, he's got these super senses and the training. To beat up the nasty bad guys who are ruining Hill's kitchen. And he loves his home so much that he puts on his and pretends that he's the devil as he smashes in their faces. Also, there's a guy named Brick who's shooting people. That gets crazy. And then there's a flurrell under a dresser so from out of nowhere. <laughs> that was almost proper, like proper, like church music. <laughs> it was amazing. Oh, I, I, I love that they got the Punisher in at the end. It was great. <laughs> and Electra. <laughs> uh, new theme song. New theme song. I, just, oh, I decree it. So much, guys. <laughs> so good. I. It's already on my iPod. I'm just going to say that it has been added <laughs> to my Daredevil playlist. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, awesome. Yeah, it has. That's, that's so awesome. Thanks, guys. That's brilliant. I hope you're going to be doing the same for when uh, Luke Cage comes out. <laughs> I forgot oh, what lyrics we made up for Jessica Jones. I, I forgot. But, um, I know, but yeah, I know I you were saying, Angela, that you, you did that really good description of the Jessica Jones theme, like the guitar kicking in. So I bet that's oh, quite yeah, a good yeah, one yeah. to sing along to because you get that awesome guitar <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I. I don't know if I want Luke Cage's theme to be like an ode to his black exploitation roots or not. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of yeah. curious. I mean, the only music we've heard for it is in the teaser so far. For yeah. and that was kind of like hip hop. So like a Harlem jazz thing or yeah. yeah. A Harlem like shuffle. Be like a mix of influences. Yeah. You know. No, it's yeah. it's gonna be like straight up seventies. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. It's gonna Maybe be they'll just play the entirety of the Harlem Shake and it will just be Luke Cage dancing to the Harlem Shake. <laughs> Sweet Christmas. <laughs> Sweet Christmas. Awesome. Right, well, let's get into this episode. It's season two, episode four, Penny and Dime. Uh, this was directed by, oh, sorry, written by John C. Kelly and directed by Peter Hall. And in our first scene... Finn Tooley uh, arrives at the wake for the Irish gangsters that were killed, including his son, and declares war on the Punisher. And I was excited because I was like, hey, hey, Tony Curran, you're in one of my favorite Doctor Who episodes right? as, uh, as Vincent Van Gogh. Hey, <laughs> I love that guy. My note is Vincent Van Gogh is not pleased with the Irish mob. <laughs> <laughs> really not. <laughs> 
Oh, he's gonna go and slice some ears off. I, I didn't think he looked an old enough to be that guy's dad. Yeah. Because his beard is deceptively still very vibrant red. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I suppose, and then he seemed so calm, and then all of a sudden he's a pill-popping, whiskey-slurping maniac. <laughs> it's weird. Just out of nowhere, right? Yeah. And when, when I rewatched this episode, I was like, like at the end, I was like, oh, yeah, he got shot in the face in this episode. Because for some reason I was thinking, oh, he's in a few episodes. <laughs> he's not. He's just nope. in this, this. I don't know why. This episode feels like several episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really does. A lot gets done. Yeah, it's a long one. I put a note as well that in this first scene, I really think they've added a slight green filter to the camera. Talking about camera filters. <laughs> because everyone's suits look more green than they are. And I was like, is that because they're Irish? Like, what the hell? Yes. I, I, it kind of bothers me, though. They keep, like, pushing the Irish thing. Like, there's always, like, a guy... Like, this guy's named Finn. Like, Finnegan, obviously. And then, you know, they keep naming... I was like, why couldn't they, like, name someone, like, like um, Jean-Philippe Shaughnessy or something? <laughs> oh, I, have another, I have another Finn fact, actually, about Finn Jones, a.k.a. Ironfist. Because his real name is Terry, I also found out that he got the name Finn. He picked it after Huckleberry Finn, because he loves Huckleberry Finn. But apparently his favourite show is Adventure Time, because it's the boy called Finn. It's his favourite show. <laughs> Aww. Aww. I bet he loves Star Wars The Force Awakens, too. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm kind of like, oh, Finn Jones is adorable. Yeah. Um, another thing about this scene, I you know, I don't want to steal anybody's quote, but no. this this asshole <laughs> says, well, maybe you've been out of the game too long. Death is part of the deal. What would he expect? Yeah. Other than an ice pick to the eye at a son's funeral, I thought don't yeah. say that. I thought he was the boss for a sex, so he was comfortable saying that to a. To I think a, he, he was, was kind of you know like I think he was expecting that Finn was gonna had turned up for the funeral and then was gonna kind of go his own way because he'd been out of the game and then that's why Finn kills him and it's just kind of like no, I'm taking charge again. You know, he's fluffing um, his feathers up. Yeah, I was so like in the subtitles when he's killing that guy and he's really pushing the ice pick into the eyeball. It says in the subtitles, and you hear it as well, it says bone snaps. I was like, ah! Yeah. Oh, ow. Yeah. Also, so, this uh, flip, the new table flip. <laughs> yes! I was like, why are you flipping your son out of his coffin? That's weird. <laughs> like, that wasn't his son. That was the guy next to his son. Oh, yeah, it's the guy next different dude. Yeah, it's the guy who had the money because we see he's had his, his hand sawn off, which I like because that was like a kind of callback to episode two, you know, where there was the angry cop and he's like, where's his asshole's hand? Yeah. Like that. And at the time, we didn't really know why. That's the end. And I was, I was actually thinking about that. Um, did, did we actually see, it actually was in the first episode, did we actually see <clears throat> when the guy lost his hand, did we see before they were all shot up that this guy had like money uh, handcuffed to his uh, or a briefcase hand- handcuffed to him? Because <laughs> I, I was like, remember. why would he st- like? I kept thinking of like, like it was like a, a cult like thing where like, oh, he's <laughs> collecting hands, and, like he's some sort of serial killer. <laughs> Frank Castle wouldn't do that. No, but he's getting a briefcase off this guy's uh, wrist. Yeah, probably. <laughs> why didn't they leave the hand there? <laughs> what did he do to the hand? Did he feed the hand maybe, to the maybe it's in, um, it's in the harbour with uh, Ruben's head from Jessica Jones. <laughs> Soon there'll be a whole person and they, it will rise like a Frankenstein's monster. I thought it was there'll also be, a clue to the hand as well. The hand. There'll be the radioactive hand. waste. Create a person. And that's what the defenders will fight. 
<laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Doomsday. <laughs> so in the next scene, the Irish gangsters are all kind of riled up and they go to a, a bar that we again see later. They're demanding answers and they also go to a pet shop. Um, and then they get a leak from there because... Um, that because the guy said that he saw the Punisher walking walking Max the dog, and I drew a little heart in my notes. I was like, oh! And uh, eventually they break into the Punisher's place and they kidnap Max, aka Juice the Devil Dog. Yeah, okay. I, I had a note here. So he's like, yeah, the guy wears a jacket even in the middle of summer. They are all wearing jackets. Every <laughs> yes. single one of them. <laughs> I know. Like, that, that, that's that was, not a clue. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, you don't know the guy that wears the jacket? Like, oh, you, you get a shot to the arm for not knowing the guy in the jacket. You don't know who we're talking about? Oh, it's a guy who wears a jacket. His elbow like, away. Like, oh. right now. like these yeah. jackets. Ridiculous. I like the fact that when they go into the bar and they're kind of threatening the guy, his first line, he has a super high-pitched voice. Because they're like, where is he? And he goes, I don't know. And I was like, oh my <laughs> word, that was a high-pitched voice. It just made me laugh. <laughs> he was having oh. helium before. I think so. Also, uh, Frank Castle put a bandage on Max the dog's paw. Oh. Yeah, uh, throughout this episode, I'm just, do not hurt that dog. Do not hurt that dog. Kill as many humans as you like. Yes, <laughs> don't murder hurt. everyone. Just do not hurt that dog. <laughs> I never <laughs> that mentality. <laughs> oh. And credit to the show. Like, you know that in a lot of movies, like even some of the worst horror movies, it's like, yeah, the dog's not going to get hurt. Independence Day, thousands of people exploding, people everywhere. <laughs> no, we'll live. Yeah. But credit to the show, I honestly did not know whether or not they were going to hurt the dog. They drag it out of that apartment really roughly. You know, yeah. It's like yeah. yelping away. Oh, well, again, I was thinking um, when I rewatched this episode, I was like, do they take the dog out the back and shoot it? I like, couldn't remember. I was like, oh, do they? I, I can't remember. Ever says in this episode so. mm, no not yeah says, take him away yeah i was also yeah. thinking well, about um the... he says take him out so i don't know if he took him out or take took him out, him out for a walk <laughs> <laughs> take him for walkies <laughs> that was a good dog actor too oh he was adorable that dog and i don't mm. usually like staffies but i think he was a cute staffy I was also thinking about while they were walking around in the apartments that, you know, they, they mentioned like, oh, this guy really doesn't live, you know, <coughs> luxuriously at all. And yeah, I, I was thinking, man, not even a TV, like Punisher is just thinking about punishing all the time. He's eating, he's eating food <laughs> out of cans. He's, he's making ammo. Like he has no time for Downton Abbey. He's, he's just all about I was listening the to all those radio scanners, the yeah. scanners. Yeah. Well, Punisher wouldn't even binge watch his own show. <laughs> there was a. Uh, um, Smith, I don't know if you guys watched the interview with. Uh, um, I think it was with Deborah Ann Wall and Charlie Cox and John Bernthal, um, where they were asking them loads of questions. It wasn't spoilery, as I think it's all I told you about before. And they asked John Bernthal what um, topping the Punisher would have on his pizza. And he just, like, completely deadpan goes, Punisher don't eat pizza. No, he eats. Beans out of a can or whatever that was. <laughs> yep. Yes. <laughs> well, so then we get the credits. Um, and then in the next scene, Matt gets dressed for Grotto's funeral and Karen comes to meet him. What I've written is, uh, Karen comes to meet him, tie straightening and flirting in shoes. Mm. Oh, please. <laughs> yeah. 
I want to know how many... She does really many... grab him and kind of swing him around. To <laughs> it, was way, it was way too sexy. I was like, come <laughs> on, people. Stop it. Just kiss. What's wrong <laughs> with you? You obviously want to. Why drag it on? You know? She's a Catholic. Uh, yeah. Well, what about her? She's like, oh, well... Mm, mm, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Just do it. Is- how many women actually know how to do men's ties? Like, they address that kind of in the dialogue, but, like, From I don't the, know how to do a tie. I know how to do a tie on myself, <laughs> on someone else. But you would you would get behind someone to put a tie on them, because you would know how to do it on yourself, but then yeah, you I guess, put it on yeah. someone else, you'd have to get behind them and basically kind of hug them from the behind. (laughs) I suppose maybe that would have made it way more sexy. I don't know. (laughs) She knew how to do it from her brother and her brother apparently couldn't do ties. Mm. Which doesn't seem like tying ties doesn't seem to be complicated but if you had to do it then like I don't know. It's yeah. just annoying to me when, like, they have the women in TV shows and movies doing ties for no reason. There's probably a TV tropes for it. Yeah. Oh, it's Intimately definitely a TV trope. Tie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, a little no- thing I noted was at the start of the scene when Matt is picking a suit, he's got, like, his little braille tags mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, he his ones are, like, made of crappy paper and, like, plastic as opposed to Ben Affleck's fancy, you know, engraved metal ones in the movie. <laughs> you Ben Affleck and your fancy metal braille tags. I was like, how how did he afford them? But then he did also have his own like bat cave in the movie, didn't he? Why, yeah. <laughs> why did why did Karen feel the need to do his tie for him? He does it every day successfully. <laughs> like I think it was because he kind of winced when he put his arms up to do it because he's still in pain. I think that's the only reason. And she, like, pounced on him and was like, I'll do it! <laughs> she, just, okay. she just really wanted to run her hands over his chest, is all. And I mean, really, would you blame her? No! <laughs> oh. That's the one I'm, problem I actually with thought, this new um, costume, is it's not tight enough. That's what Vicky said! <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, I wrote a note as well, I can't remember what scene it was for this episode, but I was like... I really like Charlie Cox's hair in this episode. I was like, it's a bit shorter. It looks good. I like it. I noticed this episode how funny his eyebrows look with those round glasses. It's just like two big rectangles and then two circles underneath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the Muppet. Oh, like, like the Muppet uh, newsreader. <laughs> yeah, kind of. You need to kind of look like a Muppet. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Um, actually, uh, I had a little bit of a Worlds Collide kind of thing. Uh, this uh, y- Yesterday, I was watching a, a fan panel for iZombie, and uh, the lead actress in that, Rose McIver, was asked, like, who's your celebrity crush? Oh, yeah. And uh, she, like, uh, you know, was like, eh, I don't want to say, you know, well, we, we meet at, at, a, at an event like this. I'll be, be blushing or whatever. What if I say it's, like, somebody's dad? They're like, no, you just tell us who your celebrity crush is. She's like, Charlie Cox. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no way. Who's going so to be cool. at Dragon Con? Yay. What, Charlie Cox? Yep. Yep. Nice. Wow. That's we're getting cool. we're getting uh Gates McFadden at Halifax. Uh, <laughs> I, well, Eldon Henson's gonna be in London, but I don't know if I'm gonna go because I just uh oh, it I don't mm, I don't know. I haven't decided yet. 
Okay. About conventions this year, I'm kind of I kind of want to go to just Blackpool and meet um, the the guys from uh, Agent Carter because I think that would be cool. And I've never been to Blackpool. That con where I saw that panel from had had like you know recorded video that's on their site, and one of the videos is um, Elvin Henson uh, just one on one with Elvin Henson doing a panel, and he's got like like a full beard and was wearing a Metallica shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, totally looked very unfoggy like <laughs> I didn't watch it but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a link <laughs> just you guys not the listeners <laughs> every single listener one by one <laughs> <laughs> so in the next scene Karen, Foggy and Matt um, and Father Lantern are all at Grotto's funeral they're the only ones there and then afterwards, Matt stays and talks with Father Lantum about his guilt and about how he wasn't able to save Grotto. Yeah, not to steal a quote, but I have that entire scene transcripted as I heard it. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 Matt. Catholic guilt, Catholic guilt, Catholic guilt. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I actually left the room during this scene. <laughs> did I? Yeah, oh, you yeah, did. I did. You were like, yeah. doing stuff. You just didn't even... Oh, Matt, you're not going to stand by your fellow Matt and listen to Father Lantum? Nah. <laughs> it's interesting that he's pro daredevil now it seems because he's like you know guilt that means just your work isn't finished so he wants mm-hmm. daredevil to be clean the lord wants you to go punch more faces matt yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah he should have been like a super irish priest as well like the one in the movie you know following <laughs> on from the irish service you know the one in the movie he was like ah. Oh, I can't believe you're going out dressed as a daredevil, young Matthew, like this. (laughs) So you know you're living your life wrong when your lawyers are the only ones who attend your funeral? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. And it's really sad because all there is at the front is just like a little urn, like because he obviously got created and it's just like a little urn of grotto. It's like, oh. (laughs) Urn of grotto. I got a chuckle about the uh, dropping Rolexes into the collection plate. (laughs) And I like to to picture Father Lantum, like, sipping his awesome cappuccinos and espressos wearing, like, five Rolexes. (laughs) 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 Now we know how he could afford, like, the the, uh, amazing, like, coffee machine. (laughs) He's just, like, going out going, hey, hey, anyone want to buy a watch? (laughs) He's just, like, opening his coat and he's got all these Rolexes. Um, when he put, when Matt said, why do I still feel guilty? I wrote in my notes in really big letters, because you're a Catholic. (laughs) (laughs) You'll always feel guilty. It's what you do. I do, um, however, really like this scene because I think it, it, it feels, um, like Matt beating himself up about it. It feels very true to the character in the comic. So I did actually like it. There's a few scenes with the writing in this, episode where I was like, I don't know, it felt very true to, char- to the character for me uh, in terms of writing. Mm. So I gave it a little thumbs up. Um, in the next scene, Frank is performing surgery on himself by torchlight, but we don't really know what he's doing. And we see the suitcase with the little bloody uh, handcuff and he's then leaves this van that he's been in in the middle of nowhere. I will say I figured it out on the first watch. Yeah. Looked at Angela and was like, is he putting a knife or something into his arm? And she was like, no. Because it's just the noises. You can tell he's putting something in because it's kind of all squishy and like, like that. And it's yeah. like, Ooh. Hey, how about like, just hide it in the bandage? Do, 
when you get kidnapped, are they do like criminals just like rip all your bandages off to make sure you're yes. not hiding yes. weapons? No. Yeah, he didn't have the bandage on later, so they must have taken it off. Rubber know. glove. Oh, he didn't have it on later. Very thorough. No, I don't think so. The bandage. Huh. But isn't this what like Mickey do. Rourke does in the Wrestler? And he has like he puts the little uh, razor blade in the skin on his head, so that during a fight he can like draw blood to make it more of a dramatic fight. Doesn't he do that? I haven't seen that. Yeah, I think oh, so. I think he, he does familiar. something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, no. Oh, that's just, oh, it's horrible. Uh, so Karen talks to Foggy and Matt about the evidence about the Punisher. And then she disappears super, super fast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I rewound it to go, how? how and she, literally, she's gone in like 30 seconds. It's like, out the door. It's like, okay. Sounds like, did, she get, did she get kidnapped? <laughs> <laughs> it would be the quietest, quickest kidnapping ever. Well, my note on this was Foggy is interested in doing like their job, and no one else is interested in that. <laughs> like Poor literally, Foggy. no one. Yeah, he's like, we actually are lawyers, and they're like, eh, we're too busy flirting over here. What else? <laughs> yeah. And Karen's like, no, I have to go and be Nancy Drew. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> My note was that you can still see a box of bananas in the background there. And if it's really a record heat wave, I'm betting their office is just like nothing but fruit flies. Just oh. <laughs> And Matt's got super sense of smell. Oh, I hate the smell of bananas. Oh, oh I feel all gaggy now. <laughs> and they've got the fans going, so it must still be super hot. You know? Yeah. <sighs> oh. Yeah, it's super hot in that office. Ooh. Oh, oh, this is why I wrote, I wrote Matt's hair and then drew a heart because I thought Matt's hair looked really nice. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I um, thought he looked most like a Muppet. <laughs> oh! I might have to do a drawing of like Muppet, Muppet, uh, Marvel Netflix characters. Like, super Muppet hair. Matt and Muppet Angel. <laughs> oh, hanging out. Oh. Yep. That'd be so cute. Oh. Um, oh, Muppet, um, Muppet Kilgrave would be really cute because he'd be like a purple Muppet. Oh, <laughs> um, I have to ask you, Mel, were you happy that there wasn't much foggy in this episode? Uh, I don't know. It was fine, I guess. Oh. You've been fine with him lately? I didn't mind him this episode at all. He didn't say anything to offend me. <laughs> <laughs> what about when he said to Matt when Matt's leaving, he's like, find him first. I thought that was fine. <laughs> I agree. Like, you know, go and sort out the Punisher first. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought I thought he was fine this episode. Uh, yeah. I, I, I didn't have run any, out the like, office. The, the dialogue wasn't terrible, like super terrible this episode. It was better, I thought. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I assume Foggy is taking care of the guy who's being persecuted by a slumlord, so. Yeah, we don't really hear <laughs> about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> no, no room in the episode for that scene <laughs> he's after another uh, strawberry um, crumble or whatever it was that he had his eye on and that maybe episode. that was the guy who gave them the bananas so maybe <laughs> Matt is being as good a lawyer as Indiana Jones is a professor <laughs> that's so true or archaeologist what, what if Karen wrote love you on her her eye eyelids, <laughs> and, then blinked, and then remembered that he's blind and went oh never mind <laughs> <laughs> Matt, feel my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it in braille on my eyelids. What? <laughs> How do you even do that? <laughs> I don't know. 
Um, so in the next scene, we're back at Melvin's workshop. I love Melvin so much. Yes. Uh, Matt goes to collect his new improved helmet and he gets some bonus gloves as well. <laughs> <laughs> what a deal that you didn't pay for. <laughs> mm. Well, it's, you know, it's like one of those deals. You know, you get a, a, a new helmet, you chuck in some gloves for free. Oh, I so, love that Melvin gets so excited about, like, all of his improvements. He's like I know. Nerd. He's so cute. Aww. But uh, he's, not, he's not doing work for his old clients anymore, and Matt doesn't pay him. How's this man make a living? I think he has, like, his regular, like, his day job. His, he makes armor for regular citizens of New York. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I guess, like, because he's kind of a, I mean, in the comics, he has, like, a costume shop. Um, but I, I think in this, maybe he like, you know, <laughs> builds stuff for people like custom job. Maybe he builds custom cosplay. There you go. I can imagine him doing that. Like people message him. They're like, Hey, I'm going to dress as, I don't know, blokes still from man. A, I'm, yeah, still man. I'm going to dress as a, a, an orc. Can you make me some armor? And he's like, yeah, okay. I like I like the idea that he has a costume shop and like some somebody goes there for their little girl and they want like an Elsa dress or something and it's just like <laughs> this heavily armored Elsa dress. <laughs> Shoots real ice. Oh, it'd be amazing. Now this corset here will probably withstand a forty-five. <laughs> Claire, is is he the guy from the comics that has the costume shop where you know you may be able to pick up a Thor costume from? Uh, yes, and in fact, <laughs> because it leads to one of the greatest things in Daredevil, which is basically Matt dressed as dead, no, Matt pretending to be his fictional twin brother, Mike, pretending to be Daredevil, pretending to be Thor. So it's Matt <laughs> pretending to be Mike, pretending to be Daredevil, pretending to be Thor, which happens in the comics, and it's amazing. And Ellen Page is somehow very confused by this. <laughs> if anyone ever needed to to know about the state of um, Matt Murdock's, you know, mental state, he once pretended he was his fictional sighted twin brother. <laughs> oh, and it's amazing. Tells you everything. Yeah. He considers going into show business. Yes. <laughs> his oh. fictional twin brother. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I'm, I might propose to Karen. But should I propose as Matt or as Mike, my fictional twin brother? What? As <laughs> Mike, he is super mean to Foggy, like oh, for yeah. no particular reason. Oh, please be in season three. <laughs> we all want Mike Murdoch. Come on. <laughs> Why is the... Melvin always breathing heavily? <laughs> He's just super excited. Like maybe he like, has asthma. His... Oh. Yeah. He's made up of. He's too probably much because he can't breathe wearing that Kevlar vest or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. That he made. yeah, too tight. He's wearing that Elsa corset. <laughs> yes, I'm sure someone's made like some kind of steampunk or you know battle armor Elsa cosplay. Oh, yes. I'm sure that exists. Yeah. Um, I, I, but when he said when he said about like his old contact begging for outfits, that made me go <gasps> because you just think of that, that. That would be such a great way to introduce like characters in the future. Mm -hmm. one, yeah. one thing about this scene I was kind of irritated about was that, you know, obviously he, he doesn't, he can't see, so he can open up the case a little bit, slide his hand in and feel it and be like, that's, that's good. And then he close it in and walk away. 
But, you know, and so I was like, oh, of course, you know, we're not going to see the helmet right now. But it wasn't like later in the episode when he's wearing the new helmet that it really was like presented. It was still in a bunch of shadows and stuff. But it's not pr- pretty much the same as the old helmet. So I thought there was I've... less black in it. I think there's less black, and I think the eyes are a lot redder as well. So I don't know. I didn't. I didn't feel like they had to. I think maybe the shot to present it was that cool shot at the end of the episode. You know, where he's standing on top of the um, the entrance to the cemetery. But I thought um, that the first helmet had one of the horns had the half twist, and now they're they're even. Mm, I don't I remember if they were that. even already. I, I can't remember, to be honest. I didn't even realise until episode two of season two that he got his helmet on and off because it had like a little like a little flap at the back. <laughs> I was like, oh, that makes sense. Because <laughs> I remember in the last episode of season one, I was thinking, how does he get that helmet off? But so mm-hmm. I don't pay that much attention to like the helmets and stuff. Yeah, I just want, look, I want Melvin they... to give him like a, an overhaul of the body armor and to put the DD on it. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah, I thought that like the first helmet had one full size horn and one slightly smaller and at a weird angle, and then now it's <laughs> just like regular wonky. Yeah, wonky, wonky horn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to. But yeah, check. talking about the um, him not being able to like I remember last season. Like, the way that Melvin was describing the armor, he was like, the red parts are this and this, yeah. and the black parts are this and this. And Matt's like, yeah, yeah, totally. I can yeah, totally great. see exactly what you're talking about, and that makes perfect sense. Thank you. Because I'm <laughs> not like blind. It's like uh, in the first uh, issue of the comics, Matt's like, because of my heightened uh, sense of touch, I can feel <coughs> what colors fabric is. And it's like, okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Fine. But I like how Melvin's like, oh, check out my sweet armor I'm making. Stay strong for Betsy. And obviously Matt can't see it. He's just like, hmm. <laughs> Could be anything. He's like, yeah, great. Uh, more on that later in the Easter eggs. So Karen visits George Buck, uh, working as a janitor, and asks him about Frank Castle. And George is terrified. And we get a bit of backstory on Frank Castle. Yeah, I have a note. Do you guys think of this? I have a note there, like, I, I would like um, every time uh, someone greets me, I'm going to ask them if they're one of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please do that, Angela. That would be amazing. Are you thought, one of them? And they go, what? And was, you go, nothing, nothing. I thought this was interesting. I don't think we've ever seen this, like, shot in the head thing before mm-hmm. in any Punisher story. Is it from the comics? Uh, I don't know, actually. There's a lot. I mean, we'll get more into it in Easter eggs. There's a lot in this story that is um, true to the comics. I don't know about the being shot in the head thing. I'm not sure. Hopefully, like one of our listeners might know. Otherwise, I'll, I'll try and look it up um, before next episode. Um, but it's one of the things, I mean, we'll get more into it later in the episode, is one of the things that I find interesting is we get the Punisher's origin story but without actually seeing his family be killed, which I don't think we needed to see because we have that <laughs> amazing scene later with yeah, yeah with, with him talking about it. Um, <laughs> you know, and I'm glad that they didn't show it. We don't need to see it. No. Um, um, yeah. This scene, we definitely learned that uh, we, need to, we need to nod our heads because uh, the black suits are coming. <laughs> <laughs> More on the black suits later. <laughs> And poor George like, got fired for taking Frank home. Oh, poor George. 
Why would you? you? See, I mean, what, 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 what the hell? <laughs> yeah, but Claire, well, he wasn't like fired for taking the ball. I feel like maybe, like, if you guys have seen Fargo, it's kind of like a Fargo <laughs> situation. Where you kind of yeah. get, like, scared into doing it. Yeah, true. Yeah, I'm, oh, I, can, I mean, Frank Carlos was a scary guy. Particularly if he's just come back from the dead and he's like, take me home. You'd be like, oh. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if Frank Castle had lived in, like, Milwaukee? <laughs> like, I drove him so far. I got fired because I missed work. <laughs> Take me home. Where do you live? Oh, I live in London. What? <laughs> <laughs> so he has to sit on a plane with him. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, so in the next scene, this is a kind of iconic shot from the trailers. Um, uh, so we see Frank sitting at the carousel in Central Park. I'm doing that in in, in air, air quotes. Uh, till it closes, and then he is a uh, Rory manages to track him down, and he gets attacked by the Irish. But he's a bit of a badass because he's tasered and drugged, and he's still yeah. fighting. Yes. I was like, yeah. go, Frank. It's my note. Awesome. Frank gets all of the tasers and tranquilizers. <laughs> he really <laughs> does. He like, kind of clutched his heart there for a second. I, was, I thought it, he was like trying to fight against the taser shocks, and then he took a heart attack, but I guess not. <laughs> Like he has so chips. many tasers, he could, like, become Electro, you know, from the comics. <laughs> they, like, put so much electricity in him. It's like, oh, my word. Oh. Um, yeah, I love the shot of him sitting, like, his face, watching the carousel. And he, he doesn't say a single word, but it's, oh, it's so good. Like, I love him as his character. Um, and they leave the next... Rory just bleeding. <laughs> <on the ground. laughs> yeah. Fuck oh, that Rory. guy. We're tough Irish. We'll just leave our brothers on the street and everybody will follow us. I like that Finn like thanks him for thinning the herd. I was like, okay. Yeah, like, are you going to recruit some more Irish, you know, gang members? Fine, okay. They're Highlanders. Um, oh, wait, that's Scottish. <laughs> yeah, they'll have, to, uh, they'll have to get in contact <laughs> yeah. with the Scottish. They don't want to do that. <laughs> oh, uh, Irish, uh, Scottish, what's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> Spanish, Egyptian, Scottish. I, I have both in me, so, you know, I've got a little bit of Irish and a little bit of Scottish in me. My, and then my, I also have no. French and Dutch and English. <laughs> There's an uh, old Saturday Night Live sketch with Mike Myers where he had a shop called Everything Irish. And when people would come in, or everything Scottish, Scottish and yeah. when people would come in asking for leprechauns, he would just go <laughs> off on them. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, like, Mike Myers is obsessed with doing Scottish accents, isn't he? Yes, it? yes. Yes, It's because he has Scottish roots, I think. Yeah, I think, like, his... Because that's how... I remember him saying once his dad got him into watching, like, a lot of British comedy. Yeah. Like, Monty Python and stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, so in the next scene, our old friend Brett Mahoney is working on the uh, the murders that went down at Stanley's bar. And then I wrote <laughs> my notes, Matt arrives via a beam of red red lighting to talk. Because <laughs> he hears him. And then he goes to the other room, there's just one of this red lighting and Daredevil's standing in the middle. Like he's been beamed down in a, a you know, a beam of red light. That's just one of his powers we don't talk about. <laughs> yeah. And I, I made a note that I really like the um, the super kitschy and kind of tacky Stars and Stripes lampshade that's swinging in the background. <laughs> It's kind of like kitsch. I was like, oh, I quite like that. 
And Mahoney is also planning a hilarious prank on Captain Harris. <laughs> <It's>, oh, yes. Proctor! <laughs> <laughs> when he said, tell Carter we're done here, I actually went, because oh, I was like, is it Agent Carter? <laughs> I was like, maybe it's Sharon Carter. And then I was like, oh, no, it's not. <laughs> and then mine just... Isn't she dead by this point? Uh, well, Peggy Carter. Oh. Mm. Uh, no, no, Peggy Carter wouldn't be, right? but her niece is in, um, her niece works for the FBI, doesn't she, at the end of Winter Soldier? Yeah. Oh. yeah and last we saw Peggy Carter, she was in the hospital or nursing home talking to Cap. She so I don't know yeah. if she's passed on or not. I don't think she has, because I believe, spoiler, she passes away in Civil War, I think. Mm. No. Yeah. That's why we need all the seasons of Agent Carter, all of them. Is she wearing yeah. that cool hat in the hospital at least? <laughs> <laughs> she wears that red hat everywhere because it's badass. <laughs> now um, she has shades too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Brett tells Matt to stay out of it because uh, now, because of all the vigilantes, uh, the uniforms mean nothing. And I like that they brought that back by the end of the episode. And hey, then, it's not uh, it's not Daredevil's fault that you guys are a big joke. <laughs> it's not his fault that you were all like super corrupt and you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like, they said super like, corrupt and ineffective. <laughs> they said like all the corrupt cops are gone, so they're probably like way understaffed right now. Yeah. <laughs> like Brett is the like, only police commissioner. Then. Stan Lee was corrupt, but they've still got his photo up. He he was the worst. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I bet he's like, like working really hard now, isn't he, Commissioner Stan Lee? Because yeah. You know, he's got to try and sort the whole police force out. He, he's come to, out like, of retirement. They kind of have to like <laughs> yeah. follow the rules and stuff. Daredevil, Daredevil doesn't need like search warrants. <laughs> well, his only rule is I don't kill people. I just right. maim them really badly. They're <laughs> 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 still alive. Um, so then obviously Matt hears that uh, there were shots fired by Carousel and he beams away in his red light and he's gone. So uh, where were they? where were they when they met up here? I thought they were, oh, at, they were at Sta- Stanley's bar. No, no, no. What, what the what Mahoney and Matt? Yeah, they were at Stanley's bar, which is the bar that the Irish guys went and um, threatened the high pitched voice guy earlier before they went to the pet shop. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that's because they were um, following the trail of where to find um, Frank Castle. And in the next scene, Karen goes and breaks into Frank's home. And I was like, whoa, Karen has breaking and entering skills. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I buy that, like, the locks on the doors in New York can be jimmied with a credit card. I mean, I figure you've got to invest in a good lock. Well, I tried it when I was in New York last year, and I didn't get to break into a single place. Exactly. And I did my best, damn it. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I had a note that Karen at least has a handkerchief to, like, hide her fingerprints, but then, like, she uses the handkerchief on the doorknob, but then as she's opening the door, she brushes her other hand against the inside of the door, and that doesn't have a handkerchief on it, so she's, like, hiding her fingerprints, but ineffectively. They've only ever got her (laughs) right-hand fingerprints. Yeah. Like, she was arrested last year, right? Her, her left hand is off the grid, man. <laughs> she has to do all crimes with her left hand. <laughs> oh. And she's not ambidextrous either. 
Um, so Daredevil arrives at the carousel uh, before the police get there, so he's got there super quick. This is when he finds Rory crawling around still alive, as you said, Robin. And he asks where the Punisher is, and he, like, properly breaks Rory's hand. Rory's like, I'm having such a bad day. (laughs) He's having a Turk day. He really is having a Turk day. Oh, there was a brilliant tweet. I don't know if you guys saw it. I um, retweeted it, where Rob Morgan, who plays Turk, said that there was this guy who was being, I think he was just being, like, this, this guy that Rob Morgan saw on the street was like the big scary guy whose face suddenly broke out into a smile and he was like hey you're Turk Barrett man oh. it was like super excited to meet Rob uh, Morgan so Frank Castle is being held captive by Finn and the Irish Finn is demanding the location of the money and tortures Frank to get the info and what torture oh. It turns into hostile for a yeah. minute. Yeah. Like, most ah. most TV shows, you know, people are getting punched and then it cuts away and then somebody saves them later. Nope. There is some straight up horrifying torture going on here. Yeah. And when he drills, like foot, that... he drills right through the middle, not even like, you know, towards <laughs> the toes. Like, oh, ah. Oh, I like oh. that Frank, like, uh, he's being super Punisher here. Like, he's been kind of low key. But whenever I think of Punisher, I think of him, like, yelling mm-hmm. at the top of his lungs. Like, crazy. Yeah, he's just like, bring it! Bring it on! And yeah. the thing is, he's like, he knows where the money is, you know? He And he knows when he sends somebody to get the money, he's got a trap, and it's going to blow them up, and they're not going to get the money anyway. So there's no real reason for him to hold back, other than to totally convince them that he had to be tortured enough to give up the money. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, it exactly. wasn't a trap. And then yeah. they bring the dog in, and I freak out. <laughs> oh, oh, we get to the dog. So Karen is at Frank's house, and we get lots of, you know, we see lots of toys and children's drawings, and uh, Karen goes into um, Lisa's room and discovers the origin of one batch, two batch, penny and dime. And but Mel was right, because Mel said it was like a nursery rhyme. <laughs> well done, Mel. Yay! I was right. Yay. The kid's name. Um, it Lisa. says on the wall in letters. It yeah. says Lisa, oh. and also Lisa is the um, the name of the Punisher's daughter in the comics. But we'll get to that as well. Is his son's name Bart? <laughs> yeah, and then his wife is called Marge. <laughs> uh, I was absolutely convinced that this was a real children's book. I mean, it looks just not. like a little golden. It's book. not. It's, I it's wish not. it was because I would totally buy it. I would too. I was wondering if it was or not. I, wasn't I went sure. right to Amazon. I was like, no. <laughs> when, the, when the trailer came out, everyone, I think, went to Amazon because they were like, because there was a shot in the trailer of the, of the book and everyone yeah. was like, oh, like, no one went oh, to buy great. it. So, because I mean, it was funny. It did come up as like a search item when I started typing <laughs> oh, it into yeah. Amazon. It was like one batch, two batch, children's book. I was like, oh, okay. It must be something. No, it's something that people have searched a lot for. <laughs> yeah. Somebody on Etsy is desperately trying to make write that whole book so that they can <laughs> yeah, cash in. They should. Definitely. Well, David Mack did a, a children's book that was basically one that appeared in another one of his books, like you only saw the cover of. And I can't remember what it was called. And so many people were like, oh, you know, what's the book about? They actually did the entire book. So they should do this as like a nice little tie-in like thing. Mm-hmm. People would buy it, I think. If you um, buy a steel case Blu-ray, you get the book. <laughs> Ooh. 
<laughs> the vibranium case Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in the next scene, Daredevil arrives and takes out Murph and the other guards. Um, yeah, this while... scene. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. So I, I, I thought that it was like a Scooby-Doo cartoon. Like <laughs> Matt keeps oh popping out of different doors in that <laughs> hallway. I and that. I was like, there's going to be a guy in a rubber mask. They're going to start playing some cool 70s groove. Is, you know, then Daredevil's chasing them and then they're chasing Daredevil. And <laughs> then they run out of different hallways and meet each other. It's a shadowy. Ha- it wasn't like he was going through into doors and coming out the other door or anything. It was a shadow. I love. I loved seeing like him all of a sudden just spring from one shadow, take out a yeah. guy into the other shadow. That was awesome. that was a fun. That was a fun kind of. It was just fun. I enjoyed this part. Yeah, I really like this little scene. What did you guys think about when he uh, when Finn brings Max into the room? No, no, Max. I didn't. I, I didn't think they were going to kill the dog. I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad they didn't kill the dog. Yeah. yeah. I thought they might have, but no. I thought, I thought they might have. I th- honestly thought they might. <laughs> like when he gives up the, you know, the location, I thought Finn, well, I couldn't remember what he did. And I was like, does he just shoot, you know, does he just kill the dog anyway? Just to kind of Where be does the dog vindictive. Go? Well, he's right. he's going to get rescued by Matt and become Juice the Devil Dog, I told you. <laughs> he's going to go and get his little outfit from Melvin's. Um, so this is where Frank uh, sends them to the van and then retrieves the razor from his arm. And I was like, ah! And the guys at the van are like, hey, what's this? <laughs> oh, it's money! Oh! I, oh, totally called, I totally called it that the van was going to explode. I was like, I hope this van explodes. And then it did. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> You caused it, Mel. You caused it. Yeah, just with my thoughts. <laughs> he was he was making a big gamble with that, like tucking away that razor blade to escape. Like, what if they had used handcuffs? I know. <laughs> yeah, true. But I, I actually wrote that because, like Claire, you had talked about um, what a what a good job Frank did of chaining up Daredevil, and it didn't look like it would be easy to escape. Mm. I mean, Frank has taken out dozens of people, and they think, oh no, just a little bit of duct tape, it'll okay. be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we they we, just tie him up with string. <laughs> yeah. The Irish, we you know, we make sure our briefcases are properly chained to our wrist, but uh, uh, we are <laughs> our, our scary psychopathic prisoners. We'll just duct tape them. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, yeah. And when he escaped, he's lit- he literally just walks through the room, just casually shooting everyone, <laughs> like without even looking, just in the face, and. Uh, and then he asks uh, Finn who killed Frank's family, and he doesn't tell him, so he just shoots him in the face as well. <laughs> so they were somehow involved? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. mm, well, oh, I don't know. Well, I mean, Finn found the, the I mean, we didn't say, he found the two little stubs for the carousel, didn't he, yeah. earlier? Yeah. And said something like, he's I can't that's who yeah. you are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he seemed to know something. Um, hmm. And I love the next um, fight scene. Like the obviously the big fight scenes, like the stairwell scene, get a lot of um, attention. But I really love this little fight scene because I like that it's constantly like Matt knocks the gun out of Frank's hand, and then at one point Frank grabs the hammer, and then Matt like grabs the hammer off of him. Yes, that's my favorite part because Punisher is so frustrated. Like every (laughs) single time, he's like, ah. I just want to kill people. No, don't kill people. But 
But there. I like. But please. I like how he killed a shit ton of people before Matt got there, though. <laughs> yeah, at least yeah. he got to shoot Finn in the face. Yeah, I like how they didn't they didn't back away from showing a shotgun to the face. I really liked I really liked the scene, but uh, more for the fact that it felt like a comic book team up, and I kind of enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and like every time anyone teams up with Punisher, they always have to like try to keep him from killing people. Spider-Man especially. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny as well because I've been playing, I can't remember the name of the game, on my phone I got the app, the game app. I think it's Avengers Alliance 2 mm. or something mm. where it's like you have certain characters and then you can team up with others. And so sometimes, I don't think the Punisher's in it as a character, but like sometimes I get to, like, I get to team up as awesome combos. So the other day I was um, De- uh, um, Iron Fist and Daredevil in the same team, and I was like, "Yeah!" <laughs> and it was like Defenders coming true. Oh, but nice. uh, that's an awesome game. If anyone, if anyone um, plays it, it's a real time time killer. So I play it a lot on my lunch. But um, yeah, it's like lots of strategy as well because the characters all have different strengths, and you have to sometimes kind of work out who you're going to team up with who, and everything. It's good. And also Hawkeye is like one of the main characters in it, which is great because Hawkeye is awesome. Um, Pizza Dog also a main character. No, but you, I think because the Hawkeye is like comics Hawkeye, but then I think you can later get Age of Ultron Hawkeye, but not like Matt Faction Hawkeye, which would Aww. be good. Aww. But he's uh, but Hawkeye's really snarky in it, which is kind of funny because it comes up with their dialogue at the bottom. He's quite snarky. Um, also Groot is in it and he's adorable. Uh, so, um, there's a very quick scene of Karen at Frank's house as a vehicle pulls up and then we go to the amazing cemetery scene I wrote. Yeah, the Um, convenient graveyard, the convenient symbolic graveyard. Yes, which actually isn't anywhere near Hill's Kitchen. I mean, obviously they film in Brooklyn. Um, uh, uh, Frank and Matt are in the cemetery. Frank tells them about where the one batch rhyme came from and... And is arrested. If they had laid, if they had laid Frank down on the grave for his own family, I would have been out. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, the gravestone has like a name on it, but it doesn't mean anything. Like people have looked into it, and it doesn't mean anything. Like somebody Clark or something. It's still made a great trivia question. Died in the nineteenth century. Yeah, it was something like that. But apparently, this this um, graveyard. I did write a note somewhere um, where it is. It's in my Easter eggs. Um, it's in Brooklyn, I believe, and it's where um, there's a lot of famous people buried there. I remember one of them was Leonard Bernstein, the composer. Mm. So it's quite cool. Um, Leonard Bernstein. Leonard Bernstein. When I was in Seattle, I completely forgot to, to go to Bruce Lee's grave site. Oh, so bad at myself. You could have... You could go back. <laughs> That's right. You could have reenacted that touching scene from No Retreat, No Surrender. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, have you seen that map that's been going around of uh, Hell's Kitchen, according to Daredevil? And it's like all of New York. And it's like Hell's, the docks, uh, the docks, the other docks. Also the docks. Uh, Upper Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen Island is Manhattan. There's a carousel in Hell's Kitchen. Because they're like... <laughs> Because when, when Mahoney gets the call, it's like there's shots at the carousel. It's not Central Park carousel. It's not this carousel. It's like the carousel. So Central Park is apparently now part of Hell's Kitchen as well. I love it. Yeah. It is. When Hell's Kitchen is actually really tiny. 
Claire, I'd love to actually look at that map if it's not spoilery. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm looking. It's not. Right now. It's not. It, it's. It's just. That's the joke. Pretty yeah. much. Okay. All of New York is Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. We, we know that from trekking to uh, from trekking to Williamsburg, don't yes. we? Yes. We get to Josie's. <laughs> I w- um, I what's going to happen when Harlem gets in there? <laughs> They're going to have to add another city. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um. So one of uh, one of the things I wanted to mention. Oh, I think I found that thing. If I if this is it, I will post it on the group. Cool. I think this is it. Um, one of the quotes I wanted to mention in terms of <coughs> is that um, John Bernthal was interviewed about the role before. I think it maybe just after the show came out, and he said that it was a role that he wouldn't have been able to play until he himself had become a husband and a father. Hmm. So I think he's really like thinking of his family during this scene and I kind of get that because he's I think he's so good in this scene it's a wonderful I actually cried both times I've seen this scene I was I was sobbing it is an onion cutting scene no doubt it is there was dust everywhere (laughs) I'm a father of three girls so a lot of the stuff he was talking about I was uh I was very, very touched by just the, the whole, like, you know, how your daughter looks at you. And, and, those, and those moments, of course, where you're like, oh, I should have uh, been there for her, and then I won't get the chance to do that again or something. But, you know, I, hopefully I'll never run into that kind of <laughs> situation. I was a bit confused as to when, like, what happened to his family exactly, because he didn't read her the bedtime story, and then he's like, mm-hmm. but little did I know there'd be no tomorrow for her so did someone kill his family at bedtime like what happened no i think the next day they went to the carousel right yeah it's still to be revealed the the full what all happened there but yeah she died before he got the chance to read her there wouldn't have been a next bed there wouldn't be a next bedtime instead of a no tomorrow because i just thought did somebody come in that night family is it like Are the you next criticizing time he... his wording as he's <laughs> yes. pouring his heart out? <laughs> <laughs> like next time he was holding her, like her face was falling out or something. I've got a question. Um, why are little kids doing yoga in a classroom and not in the gym? Because <laughs> I was like, why are they in a classroom doing yoga? That's weird. Anyway, I thought that was weird. They're doing like the, like the Japanese do, like the calisthenics, like <laughs> just at their desk, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you ever had those like teachers who are like, "All right, let's get up. We got to we got to stretch it out. All right, throw off the throw off the jitters or whatever, and then then they sit you back <laughs> down. You know, like uh, you know, teachers that tell you to do that. They, um, I I teach classes. college classes, and I've sometimes in the middle of a seventy five minute class, I'll be like, "All right, let's stand up," because <laughs> yeah, like they've if you sit for more than thirty minutes, then apparently you your body starts to get jittery and stuff. So yeah. Oh, it's, okay. it's legit. And I've told students like who've had problems with falling asleep, like go stand in the back of the classroom for just a bit. Okay, then come back. You're fine. Yep. yep. <laughs> I do that all the time at work. Um, <laughs> I like as well in this scene that we get the callback as well to earlier, which I, you know, I kind of mentioned that Matt gives Mahoney the collar, and he's like, "No, you yeah. do it because yeah. we need to prove that." The, the you know the police system works and it's like yeah that's true. It's like okay yeah. I won't arrest you then. 
Okay, off you um, go. Bye. Because the reasoning we'll was a little odd. Like, let let I'll let you go then. And it's like, well, there's a witness there. There's another cop. Yeah, I wanted to see the other cop being like, uh, sir, sir, what are yeah, you doing? Exactly. <laughs> Promotion too. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's the, you know, if they had arrested Matt, then they would have known that Daredevil was there and probably caught the Punisher. So. Mm-hmm. And this poor lady yeah. cop is like, oh, fuck, I thought we got rid of all the corrupt police officers. And this guy's letting vigilantes <laughs> loose. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> He's the one as well, Mahoney, that invented the name Daredevil. So Matt's probably I like, Ugh. A lot. He's like, I, you I could have came up with that name just so you know. I came up with that name. I freaking you know? heard it already, Mahoney. <laughs> you tell me Jeez. every time, Brett. <laughs> so in the next scene, uh, look at the big brain on Brett. Officer <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brett. <laughs> so we're back in Josie's bar and the news is reporting on the arrest of the Punisher and I've written Matt and Karen flirt some more yes there is hand stroking <laughs> that's my notes <laughs> please stop it for god's sake when are you gonna fuck <laughs> oh Foggy approves he gives him a little smile oh. I know but when is it gonna happen like please stop <laughs> Just well you have, to, you have to have them you know things be good and look hopeful, and then be dashed by the arrival of an ex-girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I think we're spoiled episode. by TV relationships. Like, you go on one date, and then you go have sex. Like, <laughs> yeah. or you don't even have to have a date. You just meet, and then yeah. you have sex. Does that really happen all that much in real life? All the time. I think it does. <laughs> okay. From, from podcasts I listen to, the people who live in New York. What podcast are you listening to, Matt? <laughs> Keith and the girl, mostly, they live in New York. They talk to people who live in New York. That, that's life maybe, for them. <laughs> maybe it's just Matt being, like, a Catholic, because he's like, well, I, we're not allowed to use any contraception because I'm a Catholic and I don't want her being pregnant tonight, so tomorrow. Can we go, can we go talk to the father about this first? What's, uh, yeah. what's your monthlies like, uh, Karen? I will just say in the comics there are lots of little... In the comics, end of, end of days, which is a terrible series of, of Daredevil comics, there are lots of little red-haired children running around in the future who look a lot like Matt Murdock. Just so every sperm is sacred? Yeah. <laughs> every sperm is sacred and ginger, apparently. <laughs> my, my note on this scene is every time Josie looks at them, it's with such hate in her eyes. <laughs> I think Matt's like, can you turn the off for just like, yeah. like, I think they're going to fight Josie. <laughs> but then and Luke. She's going to attack them with contaminated water. <laughs> oh, wouldn't it be amazing if she was the villain that we never realized all the way through? Like, every time they're, because they, they crack jokes about, you know, her crappy bar, and she hears them, and <laughs> so, then she just, like, hates them so much. <laughs> Don't you see? I was behind it all. <laughs> She'll be like yeah. the, the the lunch lady in Cassie Hack, just like poison all of Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, my water's contaminated, and I spit a loogie in your beer. How about that, Foggy? They, they do do the Scooby Doo thing where they pull the mask off at the end. They're like, oh, Josie from Josie's Bar, it was you all along. That's right. <laughs> oh, 
So uh, Matt and Karen leave the bar. Well, with Foggy. Foggy runs off with a newspaper on his head. And then... After the <laughs> There's my date for the night. After <laughs> yeah. the best pickup line ever from Matt, what's your brother like? Yeah. <laughs> that was a random I'm note. sorry if that was a quote, but that... No, no. Well, not from me. was like... <laughs> Out of nowhere. And Karen's yeah. like, oh, Matt's not interested in me. He's apparently he's interested. Interested. He, he, likes, he likes guys. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Ooh. Um, and this is where Matt and Karen recreate the rain scene from the Daredevil movie. <laughs> and which they they don't, but when I was watching this scene, and I know Christine as well from the other Murdoch papers. Um, said the same thing that the scene starts and it's raining and they stand next and I was like no 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 oh God, I was like no. do it do no. it give me what I want I was like oh, <laughs> no. I and must that's have that rain vision the, the thing with the one raindrop I was like it's so much more effective and it's kind of super sexy I thought so I like that the focus on the single raindrop I thought it was funny that he was squeegeeing her arm though <laughs> One raindrop at a time. He's drawing her. Yeah, I was. I was hearing the in my mind. (laughs) That'll be two (laughs) dollars. I thought that the rain, aside from the super sexy raindrop, I thought that it's like maybe that was the heat wave breaking. Now that the Punisher has been caught, we've got this sort of metaphorical. (laughs) The Punisher's a weather wizard. Yes. Yeah, I, I like that. You know that it's the Punisher's been captured, so. And it could also be like, oh, there's a storm on the horizon. Uh, Maybe it's a character that's going to appear in a minute. It's me, Storm. (laughs) Matt should have been upside down, though. Superheroes should only have upside down. (laughs) I think maybe then she really would guess that he's dead. We should be like, Matt, Matt, what are you doing? Matt, you're blind. Don't don't go out there and hang upside down. No, he should have done a backflip and then just... (laughs) (laughs) What, and kissed her mid-backflip? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> because that he, seems to be all he does. That's his finishing move. Yeah. He could have kissed her mid back no, during mid back flip. Yes. No, wait, when they finally do have sex, that's what he'll do. Like that'll be his <laughs> finishing move. He'll do a back flip. He'll have sex and then he'll like stand up and flip in the air and like near in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, you guys don't need to watch episode 10 now, so scratch that. I can't wait. It's going to be so sexy. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of power. speaking of sexiness. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Angela. Oh, also, speaking of sexiness, is, Angela, over to you. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. you. Uh, <laughs> power is getting a cab at night in the rain immediately. Yes. That's how TV works. <laughs> They're always no, there. The just sits outside Josie's bar waiting for someone to hail it, apparently. Or outside Matt's, I should say. Hey, but before we move on, I, I just had a couple of points that I just wanted to get out. Um, a, I just kind of felt that at the end of when 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 they're they arrest Punisher and they see, we see Matt on top of the church, badass pose. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they should have went to credits then. <laughs> this whole a- added uh, ten minutes. I was like, all right, so we're doing. This oh no, now. I love it. I love it. Uh, I just because it was, it's it, it's so unexpected because you expect it to end. When they catch the Punisher, and I, I, and I like the fact that they don't have to end an episode when you think they would end an episode because of binge watching. Instead of, I mean, obviously like, it's different for you guys. But. Instead of just like editing, we got to end it on a cliffhanger instead. Like, who's this uh, weird chick on a couch here? I liked it. It was just like a uh, like a powerful moment with Punisher. We give Brett his th- his his arrest. 
you know, powerful daredevil up on the church, and then credits would have been. But if we had a lecture appear mid episode, it wouldn't be. I don't know. It works for me because we've just had the scene with Karen. So you're like, well, something's going to happen. We've got five minutes. It's like, well, yeah. you know. Matt, Matt's not miserable. What's what's going on here? Oh, yeah, okay. Exactly. Oh, now oh okay. <laughs> also, the other yeah. thing I was thinking about was, um, like, are, how serious are we supposed to be thinking about Foggy talking about how Matt had an alcohol problem? <laughs> because we've gone to this bar like twice after that and Foggy's been all like, shots on me, you know, and Karen hasn't said a thing about it. Yeah, but Should Karen have, also has an alcohol problem. She actually does have an alcohol problem. We know that from season one. Also, so She's probably like, well, I have a drinking buddy boyfriend. Also, they drank beer and then they drank liquor. They're going to get yes. sick. <laughs> Never mix, never worry. Just like, uh, <laughs> is there no concern about the, our, our poor Matt who's constantly hurting himself when getting drunk? <laughs> now we'll get him drunk again. <laughs> yeah. Shots! You'd also think that he'd be super susceptible to, to getting drunk because he's got like heightened senses, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But, I mean... uh, well, he says in the, season one that he does get the spins and he says that it might even oh. be worse for him because of his heightened senses and that's when oh. he's like, oh, and he's like, oh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt is gone not deaf. throwing away he his gone deaf shot. <laughs> he hasn't gone deaf. Yeah, he hasn't gone deaf anymore. I guess that's over. <laughs> Maybe in the next in the now. next episode, he loses his uh, sense of taste. <laughs> <laughs> no, I needed that. Well, one. look at what he wears. Ha ha! Fashion jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so in the ne- the last scene, um, this was actually spoiled in the trailers. So the first trailer yes. they released was an Electra trailer. Oh, sorry, Punisher trailer. And it ended with this shot of him coming in the apartment and seeing Electra. And then the second trailer was an Electra trailer and it picked up where that one left off. And when I was discussing the trailer on other Murdoch papers, um, I actually said to Christine, I was like, I really hope, even though the trailers aren't super spoilery, it was one of those things where I was like, I really hope the guys don't see the trailer because then you would know when to expect Electra. You know, yeah, and I wanted, I wanted, about. <laughs> yeah, I wanted her like appearance to be a surprise, which, it, you know, it kind of is because I knew exactly when watching this episode, yeah. you know, he's, when he's, he's been in the rain, he's all wet and he's kind of smiley. And I was like, Oh, here comes Electra. Um, but what did you guys think? Like when he's, he goes in, he's got a big smile on his face and then he suddenly reacts. And I, I knew it was going to happen as soon as we saw him get home. I'm like, there's no yeah. reason to see him go home <laughs> yeah. unless there's somebody <laughs> yeah. in there. And he's happy. No, no, that's how it was going to end. He just comes in, goes in, opens a beer, sits down on the couch. Looks at the camera. Flips the TV on, has a good manly scratch. No, he he, he comes in, he cracks open the beer, he he takes a swig, he smiles, then he goes, I actually am an alcoholic. Cut to black. He sits down, takes a swig of the beer, and because he's like... At home, in the privacy of his own home, he just lets out a big fart, and that's <laughs> so. I'm assuming he doesn't. Naked. I, I'm yes. assuming he doesn't know that Electra's there because it's Electra, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. Why did he know, like outside the building, that Electra has apartment? no discernible odor? <laughs> in the comics, he um, can't always sense her, but that's uh, obviously the comics. But maybe it's because he's kind of distracted thinking about Karen and he's super horny and he's thinking about little Matt and you know, his Billy club and not thinking about, is there someone in my house? Little Matt doesn't have a sense of smell or hearing. 
<laughs> no, little Matt just thinks about one thing. <laughs> <laughs> and did he like flinch? Did did she like throw a knife at him or something? No, yeah, I wasn't I, sure what first happened. First, I thought she threw something at him, but it's not. He, I, I really thought she threw something. He caught it, and yeah. that's when he's aware. But he doesn't. He reaches like really quickly behind him and grabs a knife. When he, oh. like, as soon as he senses someone in the room, before he knows it's her. Because Daredevil always goes for a knife. <laughs> yeah. What? Well, that's the nearest thing. Like, you know, so it might have been an fist. That's what he usually uses. Yeah, but I don't know. He's, well, he's holding a bottle as well. He could have just launched that across the room and yeah. killed her. <laughs> oh, that would have been awesome. He throws the bottle and then she catches it. Yeah. Thanks for the drink, Matthew. Matthew. Oh, that would be perfect. That, that's I do my, like the fact that she... <laughs> I, I remember, like, because this is the first shot we obviously get of Electra, and we were, were talking about it on them. Um, uh, I was talking about it with Christine as well. And I said, one of the things I like is that she she does kind of look sort of, even though we only see her very briefly, she's got all this gold on her, and she's clearly someone who takes very good care of herself, and she's got this exotic look, and she just looks to me like Electra from the comics. She looks like this rich girl, like, she should look rich and entitled, and even from that first shot, I got that, which is what I never got from Jennifer Garner in the movie. She is very she's great too, in that shot. She, well, and, and Jennifer Garner in the movie, I just thought was too girl next door, you know, too wholesome. You mean you perfect, because she's Jennifer Garner. Yeah. Right, anyway. That's <laughs> see, not Greek. Her hair she's, is not teased up enough, like, man, She does, I, I will spoil you now, guys, she does not have a Greek accent. So it's she has an accent, but it's the actress's own accent. Yeah. It's not yeah. Greek. So she's British? She's, no, she's, she's uh, French. French. She's French? Mm-hmm. Oh, because she sounded uh, British, though, when she said, hello, Matthew. I was like, hello, <laughs> Matthew. Oh, hello. <laughs> but no, but she sounded yeah, to sorry, me Matthew. like, she sounded to me like kind of like the, uh, I don't know, like the way like Tim Curry speaks or something. <laughs> like, you know, like in Home Alone, like cheese pizza. <laughs> <laughs> or like or like in Dexter Lila, like Dexter, like that kind of thing. <laughs> it's um I think with her nice. accent, like she's because she's a um she's I think she's French Cambodian. Yeah. Um she but she her accent to me in the re- rest of the show kind of sounds like it's it's not as thick an, a French accent as it would be. I think it's she's toned it down and made it a little bit more British. I don't know if you guys agree with that because it really reminded yeah. me of like Ava Green when Ava Green speaks. She her accent to she me, sort of tempers her French accent, you know. Yeah, she sounds to me like somebody that has come from money and gone to a lot of finishing schools and just yes. has this sort of generic upper crust from somewhere in Europe accent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which uh, fits perfect. Oh, oh, I love Electra so much. Okay, anyway, <laughs> so. Time for some Easter eggs, guys. We have quite a few. You guys ready? I hope you're hungry. Are, are they Cadbury's? Mm, I don't like Cadbury's, but sure. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> if you want some Cadbury's. Okay. So uh, the first one is that the NY1 anchor, Pat Kiernan, who we see in this episode, um, also appeared in Avengers, Iron Man 3, Daredevil Season 1, and weirdly, Amazing Spider-Man 2, which is a Sony thing. So he's kind of like the Marvel New York news anchor that appears in everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the comics, the names of Frank's family are Lisa Barbara Castle, which is his daughter, Frank uh, David Ju- uh, Castle Jr., which is his son, and his wife is Maria Elizabeth Ca- uh, Castle. 
Um, the carousel is not in Central Park. It's in Forest Park in Queens. Um, I believe it's near the sites where the um, they filmed some of Captain America. Uh, was it Captain America or Iron Man? But they filmed the um, the expo. I think in Iron Man that mm-hmm. uh, Tony Stark, the Stark Expo. Iron Man uh, Two. So Iron Man Two. That's it. I was like, I can't remember which one it's in. Uh, Finn Cooley was created by Garth Ennis and Leandro Fernandez in 2004 in the same issue that introduced the character of Nesbitt, who we've already met. However, in the comics, Finn Cooley looks a bit different because he has a skull face in the comics. He's got like a super creepy like skull face and he's killed in an explosion. So I think when Punisher shoots him in the face, it's a reference to that of him kind of having this messed up face. But he kind of looks like a, like a skull face. That's the only way I can describe it. I wonder if he'll come back with a skull face. <laughs> that would be Maybe. so amazing. <laughs> this guy Look him up, though. Look up Finn, Finn Cooley. Look it skull up, face. Um, In the comics, Karen does not have a brother. But in the show, apparently she does, or maybe she's fibbing. Um, I think in her, the bo- comics, her brother's name is Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy Page. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> and he's currently touring. <laughs> Uh, in the comics, the Punisher drives his battle van, as it's called, and we sort of see a low-key version of that in this episode, in the, the little van he's doing the putting the razor blade in his arm in. Um, in the comics, the Castle family was killed while having a picnic in Central Park, not at the carousel. Uh, in Melvin's workshop, the armour he is wearing is the exact design that the gladiator wears, which is Melvin's kind of alter ego in the comics where he's at first a villain and sort of later a hero we also see a circular saw um on the side which is his weapon as the gladiator and in the background we see stiltman's legs so yay hopefully stiltman will be in the show at some point and turk will get some stiltman legs because it's all i want are you not uh, entertained by all the gladiator references <laughs> and you see the gladiator poster on the wall as well are you not entertained Hmm. Yeah, yeah, he loves his gladiators. Um, when all they mention, all I can think of whenever I see this guy is back to Dexter again when he was like some sort of minotaur serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Huh. I haven't seen that season of Dexter. Yeah, me neither. So, do you mean that he is a minotaur who is a serial killer, or he yeah. kills a lot of minotaurs? <laughs> he's, he's he dresses a guy, up as a minotaur. Yeah, he's a guy who oh. dresses up as a minotaur, and he, oh, and he creates mazes. Yeah, and stuff. He, he kidnaps women yes. and. Puts them through a maze in, in this abandoned house, and yeah. then he, yeah, when he catches them, he kills them. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Oh, I want to see It's pretty that. cool. <laughs> that is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try it. <laughs> so, uh, in the. It's like a minotaur costume and a maze upstairs. <laughs> I've been perfecting it. Wow. Now we know what uh, Matt and Mel get up to after dark. <laughs> Dress up as minotaurs and Matt chases Mel around the house. Well, nobody's chasing me dressed as a minotaur. I'm just sitting on the sofa, sadly dressed as one. Aww. The saddest minotaur in all of Kingston. <laughs> uh, in the episode, they mentioned that the suits came to visit Frank while he was in a coma. This might be a reference to S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. I really hope. I really hope it is. That would be awesome. And in the last one, uh, we see in Frank Castle's house that he is a recipient of the Navy Cross, and that is the second highest honour a soldier can receive. So he was a very, very good 
good soldier, apparently. Uh, so now, after all those Easter eggs, I hope you're nice and full. So full. So full. Are you full enough to, uh, to be able to give us a quote, Mel, or are you too full? Oh, yeah, we're going to do a quote jointly. And it's uh, the Ooh, okay. in this, is this in the cemetery when the okay. devil is, uh, in the, is carrying Punisher over. <laughs> He's a big dude. <laughs> they were they were They're both, both grunting. grunting. <laughs> They're having so a grunt off. Yeah. It was weird. <laughs> grunt battle. If there was no visual, you'd be like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> we finally get that Punisher Daredevil sex scene we all want. Yeah. <laughs> Proper hate sex. <laughs> uh, I've got a foggy quote, which is, I get all the bad guys confused these days. <laughs> I was like, oh, poor foggy. <laughs> um, Angela, have you got any quotes? Uh, yes. Um, oh, uh, one quote, <laughs> one quote and commentary after it was uh, <laughs> Karen saying, generosity is my defining trait. And I was thinking, I thought Irishness was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the most Irish, Irish person that ever I've <laughs> um, Heath and Robin, do you guys have any quotes? Oh, I've got several. Um, but yeah, well, the first one Edge, uh, was that one in full context. The, You're dying tonight. The hole's been dug. But I'm giving you one chance to meet your maker with arms and legs attached. Generosity is my defining trait. Like, no, it's, it's really not. <laughs> I don't think it is. I think you're joking. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I, I just got no killing. Altered boy. <laughs> nice. Oh, I love that one. I have that too. I have a I have a Finn Tulu one as well, which I wrote phonetically so I could get the accent, which is <laughs> you're quite an artist with the AK, aren't ya? <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> Uh, oh, any had, other quotes? Oh, Heath, you have. Oh, yeah. Whoever yeah. wants to go can go. You you would have made a you would have made a hell of a marine red. I'm like, oh, that's like the greatest compliment ever. Show no proficiency with firearms at all, <laughs> <laughs> and a, and an unwillingness to kill. I think he wouldn't have made a very good marine. <laughs> <laughs> I do like it when Mahoney tells Matt, "I don't know who what you are, but I know you ain't him." I was like, oh. Yeah. I've got another one. Um, is another exchange. I guess I was wrong about you being a pussy. Don't get all <laughs> sweet on me now, Frank. <laughs> and then they have hate sex. Go ahead. You go ahead. Okay, I had to. Uh, now I can ask you face to face who was there that day? Who killed my family? Your family? Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> that is brilliant. That is great. Okay. Well, All right, I'll now is... Hey, hey, hey. Oh, no, 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 no. Bup, 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 bup. Got a quote. Okay, go, go, go. <laughs> hey, Josie. Mind turning the TV down? It's upsetting the regulars. Meh. Glare. <laughs> 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 just doesn't give a shit. <laughs> Hell, I put a. Oh, go on. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry, I just. I, okay, go I on. Love no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. Um, 
Now I count two ankles, two knees, one elbow, oh, and guess what? I got five more rounds. <laughs> now so who's good. the guy in the jacket? <laughs> the only person in New York wearing a jacket besides us five who are also wearing jackets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have one more just okay. because it got to me. It's at the funeral. Oh. We what? Yeah. We rush to say one life lost, but each of us is a world, and today a world has been lost. Oh. My God. I really like that as well. I thought it was really, really cool. Uh, Mel, I got a special treat for you in the uh, in the Skype box, which is our first bit of feedback for this week. It's an email from Sedna. Oh my goodness! And it sounds very excited, Matt. You're going to have to move out of your chair. And oh. I will say there is also a Tumblr um, link in this. Um, which I, there's a picture I'm going to send to you guys while you're reading this because it <coughs> relates, it's um, adorable. It's John Bernthal, like with a dog, and it's so cute. <gasps> oh, Claire, if only I did have someone. I could have in-depth DD fangirl discussions with IRL. Literally no one I know has any idea how obsessed I am, and I could totally be BFF foggy to your mat. Done. Although I, I do have a BFF foggy already. I'm sorry, Sedna. But you can be Karen. Aww. <laughs> Tell you what, though. The way I look, I could cosplay the fuck out of Karen Page the Skag years. Or Karen Page <laughs> 20 years on. There you go. <laughs> wow. Karen Page the Skag years. <laughs> Here's my bits on episode four. Oh, blimey. The embarrassing Irish again. <laughs> she, she spelled Irish really funny. Irish. <laughs> Least this new boss fella's authentic and a right vicious feckin' bastard, so he is. <laughs> Thank you for phonetically spelling that for me. <laughs> this season's Vladimir, perhaps? Except there's been no fanfic of Finn and Matt hooking up, adopting kittens, and opening a coffee shop. That's Aww. been Punisher's fic role, as well as pairing up with Karen. Oh, now we see how Matt looks so smart and coordinated all the time. Check out his awesome Braille wardrobe organization skills. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why he was feeling up his closet? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. He wasn't just feeling up his closet for the hell of it, Matt. But he doesn't need Braille. Well, the Braille would tell him the colour of the suit, and he doesn't want to go to a funeral wearing a bright pink suit or something. <laughs> but I thought he could see colours. No, well, I don't know if he can in the show. It's only in the comics, and I, he doesn't really do that anymore because it's super dumb. Yeah, I guess. Hmm, nifty new carbon tube helmet looks way better than the last one. Nice job, Melvin. Well done, you. Oh. OMG, Punisher is even more of a masochist than Matt. He keeps razor blades under his skin, lets himself get tortured to fuck with a fucking drill, but as soon as they threaten the ickle dog... The ickle? What is it, an ickle? Ickle doggy? Ickle, like little, like ickle. Oh, I don't like know what an ickle is. What's an ickle? <laughs> it means it's like ickle. Cute like little. little. Oh, cute. Oh, I've never heard that Just word. like you, Mel. Cute and little. Aww. Aww, I'm Ickle. Ugh. It's used as an insult in Harry Potter a lot. Oh, is Ickle Duddykins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyways, as soon as they threaten the Ickle doggy, he spills. Aw, sweet. And then she has the Tumblr picture. And then more Tumblr yeah. pictures. 
And then it's, another. No, it's only the one. It's only the one oh, yeah. picture, but it's John Bernthal with um, a dog, and it is super cute. I'll, I'll put it in the Facebook group. It's like, oh, I'm looking at it now. Wait, yeah. Oh yeah, Aww. so cute. Anyways, <laughs> that took me way too long. <laughs> um, Love Matt and Punisher having a midnight heart to heart in the graveyard, like a couple of teenage goths. <laughs> <laughs> Did we, did we just get the first Marvel Netflix f bomb there? Not quite, I don't think. Did mm-hmm. Did he swear? I, I think so. Oh, heartbreaking Ripple. description of his daughter's face after the shooting was meant to echo Jack Murdoch's fatal injury, so Matt can relate. Ooh, uh, did he need to relate here? Like I don't know. Yeah. Be heartbreaking either way. <laughs> Daredevil can only sympathize with things that directly uh, are similar to what he's gone through. And yeah. people whose mother's name were Martha. Ouch. Here we go. Daredevil. I don't give a fuck. I love them together. This scene and the rain was mesmerizing. They're so sweet and awkward with each other. They want it so much. It feels real to me. Oh shit, Electra. <laughs> and then she she has two kisses at the end. Oh, Senna. Oh, that's awesome. I love how excited you are in your emails. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I should have said, "Oh shit, Electra." Electra. Electra. Hello, Matthew. <laughs> Matthew. Robin, would you like to read an uh, one from Heidi? Sure. It's in the box. Yeah. <laughs> Um, she says, hey guys, wow, that was a full six minutes before we saw any of our characters, and that's if you count the Punisher as one of our characters. That's okay. Bare chested Matt makes up for it. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) I'm thinking Karen and Matt getting together this season, or it will go totally wrong, or maybe both, actually. Okay, so this is a writing my email as I'm watching Heidi, uh, Heidi oh, classic. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's Heidi. It's Heidi thoughts. Yes. My first thoughts, <laughs> dear diary, when my first <laughs> thought, <laughs> my first thought when seeing the castle mailbox was, wow, Richard Castle is really slumming with this place. <laughs> Podcasting hazard, getting your shows mixed up. <laughs> At least we don't have to worry Hashtag about. Hashtag castle cast. <laughs> At least we don't have to worry about freight catching Karen in his house. Well, unless she wanders around all night, what is taking her so long? Don't torture the dog. I'm not actually sure if the Punisher is a hero or a villain, so that'll be interesting to learn. I think he and Matt will become friends, but they could just as well be nemeses. Nemeses. Nemesis. Nemesis. So Matt gave the Mahoney Frank to keep to keep the status quo. Gave Frank to Mahoney. Okay. Karen is getting sufficiently drunk. So are you, Heidi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> according to Heidi always watches said or matches them drink for <laughs> <Yes>. Shots! <laughs> I see a hookup coming. I thought Foggy would be jealous, so it was a nice choice to have him be okay with the whole thing. The kiss was like Spider-Man, only Matt wasn't upside down. And so much hotter. I watched it twice. I'm definitely shipping them. Are we going to get dinner, or will something stop them? I'm guessing option B. Ah, yes, Electra. He knows her? I forgot she was even going to be in this season. Of course, she shows up now, just in time to break Karen's heart. Well, until next time, Heidi. Thanks, Heidi. 
They did mention her last season, the Greek girl. Yeah, the, yeah. Greek, yeah. the Greek girl. Yeah. Mm. Maybe Foggy has a secret girlfriend that we don't know about. Huh? Huh? The dancing person? <laughs> <laughs> that you guys dancing with? Jessica Jones. Oh, no, Luke Cage will not have that. <laughs> hey, Luke Cage ran off. Mm-hmm. Jessica's a free Aww, agent. He's run off to Harlem. <laughs> All the way in that other city, Harlem. <laughs> uh, Angela and Heath, would you like to read an email? Sure. Sure. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, this one is from Ian. Oh, dear. Do we have to do an accent, though? Yeah. <laughs> no. We have to read it in unison, too. <laughs> I can get it. Let's see. Uh, hey. Hey. Uh, wow, they dealt with Punisher really quickly. He might return later in the season, but right now it doesn't seem like it. I'm happy with what happened here, though. I feel I felt the pain of Frank's torture. Ow! Why the foot? Then, although I knew the events behind what forms the Punisher, the way John Bernthal conveys his mixed emotions over losing his family is just incredible, and the way Charlie Cox just takes it in... Wow, the empathy there is brilliant. I totally agree, Ian. Um, I almost thought that Daredevil would let the Punisher go. Uh, then to we get to... <laughs> crawl, he just crawl ruffles home. his hair and goes, I'll toddle along yeah. you. Um, <laughs> you little scamp. <laughs> then get to the end, and as soon as Matt put his hand on Karen's arm, I thought... Oh, Electra's going to show up at the end, isn't she? <laughs> then things ramped up more and more to make that inevitable. Bring in, ep- bring on episode five. Thanks, Ian. Thank you, Ian. Thanks, Ian. Thanks. Um, I, I forgot to mention in terms of Sedna's email uh, a minute ago, Mel, that the subject line for her email is, Hi, I'm Sedna, and I'm, I'm an avocadict. <laughs> oh, what? An avocadict. She's an addict to avocados. Avocados. I'm <laughs> avocados and like, what? what does that mean? <laughs> I get um, it. And we have one last email from Nutty. Uh, I'll read this one. Um, Vincent Van Gogh is an Irish mobster. I love Melvin. I love how Matt and Frank relate to one another. They don't agree about methods, but they understand each other. I love what Frank said about being a soldier and how Matt wears the mask so he can pretend someone else is doing the hurt. A soldier doesn't have that liberty. That was awesome. I especially like how Brett got to keep the collar, that Matt saw he was right. The cops need to rebuild their image to the community. And now, Electra. Dot, dot, dot. Nutty. Thank you, Nutty. As an ominous close to Nutty's email. Mm-hmm. Yes. Electra. And now Electra. And now Hello, Electra. Matthew. <laughs> Hello. Now, that's what Mel's going to be saying to Matt all night now, of course. Yes. <laughs> Hello, Matthew. Yeah, you're freaking me out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll put on all my gold finery. Yes. Which I love that Electra calls, you know, he's not Matt, he is Matthew. Yes. <laughs> oh, I don't like trouble. Last season Matt, would Matt stick. Matt Yeah, Maddie. Matt introduced himself to Claire as Matthew, didn't he? When he's like, my name's Matthew. So maybe he just likes the ladies calling him Matthew. Do you like the ladies calling you Matthew, Matthew? <laughs> Matthew. <laughs> now it's time to rate this episode. So uh, I'm going to hand over to our lovely guest, 
Uh, Andrew and Heath, either one of you can go first. What would you rate uh, Penny and Dime? Um, this is one of my favorites of the season. Uh, so I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10 uh, rubber face clowns. Uh, <laughs> I'm a rubber face clown, you know. I'm a rubber face clown. <laughs> Oh, that whole dialogue. Like, that that needs to be, like, an acting class, like, monologue for people. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so good. Um, yeah, this was this was a really great episode. And, frankly, the whole episode could have just been the Punisher monologue. And I still think it would have been. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm going to give it uh, 9.5 out of 10 helmets with carbon fiber tubes. <laughs> Um, Mel? I'm not ready. (laughs) 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 Um, yeah, I love the episode. I, I, I still stand by my criticism that maybe it should have ended after the Punisher story was done and then maybe pick it up again, you know, at the next episode with, uh, starting this Electra story arc. Um, so that was like probably the only law i found with it i i had it, yeah it was good um it was a little hostile <laughs> in parts uh, well, that's hostile with an el um <laughs> so uh yeah i definitely was moved by frank's speech and uh you know talking about daughters and stuff it just kills me freaking almost hurting dogs kills me too. So oh. I was, emo- I was emotionally moved. Um, but again, yeah, it went, it ran on just a little bit too long for me. So I'm going to say, uh, nine out of 10 batches. <laughs> uh, Matt. Uh, I liked it for the most part. John Bernthal's speech was really, really good. Um, the only part I didn't really like was the ending. Uh, so I'll give it a 9 out of 10 muddled accents. What did you not like about it? Uh, it just felt tacked on and cliched. Uh, Mel? Yes, I'm ready now. Oh, okay, cool. No, I'm ready now. Uh, I, I, I really enjoyed this episode. Um, trying to think of which part I didn't really like. I don't know. There's just like a few little things. I can't really remember exactly. What they were. What? My memory's terrible all of a sudden. <laughs> I just like, watched this episode watch? too. I'm just tr- struggling to like remember. Karen scoping it. Karen wasn't being in, like this. That, that, I think that was the whole thing I didn't like. I didn't like the whole like Matt Karen thing. Like that's kind of mm. annoying to me. And I'm kind Karen of. Karen and the mystery of the cuckoo clock. Yeah, no, I no, I I I liked Karen investigating and stuff. I didn't mind that, mm. but I liked. Uh, I didn't like. Karen and Matt's will they won't they kind of thing. Um, they will, but they will. But <laughs> so what I did, you know what I did like about that though is that the fact that they didn't have sex right away. I actually like that because usually they just like as soon as a couple will kiss, they'll have sex right away. Yeah. They, usually it, they made a plan to do it next time though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> no, it's not gonna happen now. But I mean, whatever. Now, is it what you said it's... in terms of the movie as well? Because they didn't have sex in that, and I think I remember you saying that you liked that as well. It's kind of refreshing, but like in the director's cut, I agree. I agree. Robin, yeah. Robin, it is gonna happen. He's gonna have sex with Karen, and then 
he's going to have sex with Electra, and he's going to make them both mad. <laughs> That's going to kill them. And then Electra and Karen are going to have sex with each other. Ooh! <laughs> and then Karen's going to be a vampire, and it's going to be really confusing. Wow. <laughs> this show is getting crazy. Uh, anyways, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 squeegee raindrops. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I love this episode. When thinking about the episodes overall... It's not as, it doesn't jump out as much as in season one where I was like, oh, I know my favorite episode. But I, I think this might be my favorite episode um, of season two. There is another one later of which a particular scene jumps out at me that is my favorite scene of the series. I um, but I can't remember. Sorry? Is it in 3D? Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, it jumps out and goes, ha um, <laughs> But I can't remember in terms of the rest of the episode if it's as strong as that scene. So we'll have to wait until we get there. Um, I wish there had been more foggy. Um, that's really the, the only thing I wish there had been more of. Um, oh, Frank Burnthal was amazing. He made me cry both times I saw this. I said Frank um, Burnthal. <laughs> oh, did I? Oh, yes, he's merging he, with his character. He's merging with his character. And I, I didn't mind the, the reveal of Electra at the end, but I think in part that's probably because, obviously, I got to watch the next episode straight away, yeah. whereas I can see that if you had to wait, it would be a bit like... You know, if it was like a weekly television show, it would be a bit cliched. But in terms of the um, the binge watch format, it didn't seem weird to me. So I'm going to give it a 9.5 out of 10. Uh, Claire tears trickling down her face watching this episode. Highest Claire rating yet, as well as highest episode grade yet. We've got a 9.25 for this one. Hooray! Awesome. Okay, well, now... Maybe part of the reason I didn't mind the ending so much is all of the years of watching Joss Whedon shows. It was very, yeah. like, that was a Buffy ending. Like, you could almost yeah. hear the violins, <laughs> and it fade to black. Hello. What if it was, uh, what if Matt, like, got all freaked out and was like, oh, there's someone in my house, and then it was, like, David Boreanaz, and he's like, hello, it's me, <laughs> Willow Rosenberg, like, what are you doing here? <laughs> Spike, is that you? Why have you been reading my fan fiction? <laughs> uh, Angela, you can email me that fan fiction. You know my email address. <laughs> um, so now it is time to thank our lovely, lovely, lovely guests, uh, Heath and Angela. Thank you so much for coming on, guys. And thank you for your awesome theme that you recorded. <laughs> I do have it on my, my um, podcast. And we'll be listening to it probably um, once I finish recording again. and having you have it on a- your podcast? Oh my pod! Oh my iPod! Oh man, what's happened to my brain? All that crying earlier. I was just it's like I, you know, some brain dribbled out as well. Apparently, you need, you need some electrolytes. Dude, hello, <laughs> Claire. <laughs> hello, <Some> electrolytes. <laughs> uh, Heath and Angela, where can people find you on the interwebs if they would like to track you down? Um, uh, I still do uh, my. Uh, Sherlock Holmes themed podcast through the pages of Sherlock Holmes uh, we haven't updated in a long time because various members of us have been getting married and moving and stuff like that but uh, we have some backlog issues that we should be getting out uh, and people still can listen to back issues of our Red Dwarf podcast yes uh, the, the Red Dwarf intro cast and that will be of course coming back eventually because they're making more Red Dwarf yay yep. um, they're making more Sherlock TV series as well aren't they they, just they like, are they are and they're yes. filming I can't remember what it was yeah 
and we are about to drop a shiny new podcast now that um, it's paper grading time. I really should have had the first episode out by now, but uh, we are doing a Star Wars intro cast with uh, Rosie and Jonathan, uh, if, if you know them. And Max. And, and Max, yes, yes. But it's especially... Max, Max yes. the dog? Yes. Yes. No, Max, <laughs> Max the Rosie said. And so, yeah, getting, getting a kid's... Um, First-time perspective on the original Star Wars movies is, of course, super fun. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, all the characters are either Yoda or not Yoda. Yes, where's Yoda? Yes. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, but that's going to be dropping soon, and, and uh, it'll just be called the Star Wars intro cast. And, yeah. But, yeah, Red Dwarf and Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. I, I haven't had good luck introducing young kids to Star Wars, the original trilogy. They seem to get bored. <laughs> he has – he's done it so far. Um I will. Uh, we the se- after a new hope. We made them watch the Christmas special. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so great, nice. so fantastic. Are you going to watch? Um, is it which one is it? Is it Caravan of Courage or no? The other one that has uh, Wilford Brimley in it because that's amazing. You should Wait, definitely what? There's the Star Wars one that has Wilford Brimley in it where he's like walks movies. Yeah, oh, the one of oh, he's like not. he's like living in the woods with this weird yeah. rabbit creature and yelling yeah, that's at it. Apparently, much bigger in the UK than it was here. Well, and the Ewoks cartoon was too. Oh but, yeah. Um, but yeah, we we're not going to do that at least in the first round. We're doing the Hatchet order, uh, so nice. we're going to watch um, four, five, then two, three, then six, uh, then six, and then probably then we'll watch probably Phantom Menace after that, and then we'll see if we want to keep going with some of the Ewok stuff too. So. Okay. I love that That's we gave awesome. priority on the Christmas special over episode one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, B. Arthur worked her tail off in that episode. I don't care what you say. B. Arthur. You've got to celebrate life day, you know. Yeah. That, that, that weird VR porn sequence. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so creepy. <laughs> oh. Awesome. Um, and lovely uh, co-host, do you have anything you would like to promote for this week? Couplecast. Yeah. <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> watch, watch Deadwood with us. <laughs> oh, why are you so creepy, man? <laughs> <laughs> iZombie is about to wrap up season two. Um, we've been doing great on that. I'm doing another interview with another episode writer um, later today, actually. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just love to get the word out about that. Now it's going to be, uh, you know, between season two and season three, you know, that the show is actually going to come back. Maybe, maybe dip in, check it out, watch the first season on Netflix and see if you like it uh, and listen to our old episodes they are all up on the feed. Um, and hopefully in the, well, we will in the next few weeks have some interviews on this podcast as well. Um, at the moment, it's just uh, trying to work around the, uh, the guests, um, schedule, but there will be some coming up. So keep an eye out for those. Um, we will announce anything coming up on the Facebook group. So if you guys have any questions, obviously you can let us know. Uh, so now it's time to predict next week. Next week's episode is called Kinbaku. Matt and Mel and Robin. It sounds Japanese. What is it? Kinbaku. Kin, kinbaku. K I N B A. Japanese means stupid. Mm. So baku maybe is a plural of stupid. 
But <laughs> so just be like a bunch of stupid mistakes being made. But the, I don't think "kin" is is much of a Japanese sound. No, it's, kin- it's in the uh, it's in the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> the uh, the term "kinbaku" sounds like some sort of African language. To oh, me. maybe. So uh, uh, Black, in, Black in Urban Dictionary, in, in Urban Dictionary, it says it's some type of Japanese erotic bondage. Oh, that was wrong. <laughs> ah, told you. The man. example listed is Tash was looking for an older gentleman who would indulge her fetish for kinbaku. <laughs> now we know maybe what Karen's why, into. Maybe, maybe, oh. maybe that's why Electra showed up. She's like, I've learned the new art of kinbaku, and I want you to <laughs> uh, uh, try it out with me. Oh, no, no. Mm, yeah, I think Matt and Electra are going to be tied up in the apartment a little while for this episode. I'm, I'm hoping Bang. it's going to be a, a big, like, uh, you know, them talking back and forth. You think they're going to be banging it out? You know, <laughs> get the old girlfriend. Why not? Yeah. He's got no commitments. Yeah, well. Except the one he just made five minutes ago. And he's already yeah. got all that guilt. Yeah. He said dinner. Okay. Matt and Karen go out yeah. to dinner, and Karen's like, Matt, how are you at tying knots? I'm just curious. He's like, oh, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I just learned something new today. <laughs> But I'm terrible uh, with ties. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Well, now it is time for uh, our lovely guest, Heath and Angela, to take us out. You can either take us out with a Excelsior or whatever else you feel like. A gun. Ah, take us out with a gun. Excelsior, yeah. <laughs> Ready? One, two, three. Excelsior! Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, true Bye. believers. Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter at defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported international license. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it, and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!